I'm not going to be part of this nonsense. It's February 29th, 2012. Happy 40th birthday, Worcester. I'm Mike Benedetti. Also on the show today is Tracy Novick of the Worcester School Committee. How are you, Tracy? I am doing well. How are you, sir? I'm, I'm okay. This is 508, a show about Worcester. Today on the show, we have lots of stuff. We're going to talk about the city council really for the first time in 2012. We're going to talk about beards. We're going to talk about stone soup. We're going to talk about bookshelves. We're going to talk about macaroni and cheese. And we're going to talk about other prizes. Um, what are this? What do you want to talk about first of this stuff? Is it t- so? Is it time for the macaroni and cheese thing again? It already happened. Well, I was gonna say we did the macaroni and cheese award <laughs> in my living room last year. The we belt did, buckle thing. That show. I think that was we did do year. that show. Yes. Yes. Well, so this is we can start off just by talking about this. Macaroni and cheese. Last last weekend in Worcester was the world champion vegan macaroni and cheese cooking competition, the so-called Mac Daddy competition, and we have an exclusive interview with the winner. Gail, you are the uh, 2012 world champion vegan macaroni and cheese creator, the Mac Daddy, the Daddy Mac. What is your secret here? What did you make? Um, which is based on a vegan green bean casserole uh-huh. base, and we just added cheese and... Not not cheese cheese. No. Uh, two bags of Daya and a bag of something else. I don't remember the and name. And there you go. And uh, threw the onions on top and... That was it. Very easy. Congratulations. Worked together very well. Obviously. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Incredible. Okay. Um, we can also talk about uh, another competition coming up is the Whiskerite competition. Have you ever gone to the Whiskerite competition? I have never gone to the Whiskerite competition, well, although I've seen the online chatter regarding it. Sure. Well, this is a charity beard competition held in Worcester. It's a charity. All the money goes to the Worcester County Food Bank. And you may be saying to yourself, you know, I've gone to a lot of beard competitions in Worcester already in 2012. Why should I go to this? Why should I go to the Hotel Vernon March the 3rd at 5.30 p.m. to watch and possibly donate some money? to the Whiskerite competition. The answer is it's the premier beard competition in the city of Worcester. Charity or not, the premier competition. I think I'm going to be entering this year with this amazing beard I've been growing. And uh, you should come out, celebrate the food bank, and celebrate beards. Even if you're not officially entered and you have a beard, you have an interest in beards. This is really a good event to go to. Is this done on the basis of length, style? Oh, there's all kinds. There's like four competitions. Oh, okay. One of the competitions actually is fan favorite. And the way people vote is with money donated to the food bank in Uh honor of the beard. So another thing to do is, if you're an enemy of mine, you need to come out and make sure that I don't win that competition by donating more money to the other less good beards so that one of them will win the fan favorite. We should probably talk about Stone Soup also this week. Stone Soup always on this show. Uh, There's some good news uh, from Stone Soup. So now we're talking to Jen Burt about Stone Soup. Stone Soup is an artist activist space over on King Street in Maine South. Um, I think it opened in December of 2006. Yep. Uh, there was a fire there uh, on March the 26th, 2009. And now, mm-hmm. three years later, do we have some good news, Jen? Yeah, we are getting ready to rebuild. Um, we met with our um, project manager, kind of general construction people today, which is Youth Build Boston. They're a really great organization. And we're going to start um, first week of April, it looks like, actually having, you know, 
shovels or in the ground or hammers and all that. Okay, it's like a groundbreaking. Yes. That yeah, is that is fantastic. And yeah. what is the what is the so so what is the um I don't know what what's the timeline look like? When do you think people will be back in the building? Um well today they said it looks like um 4 months from when we start construction to um completion. So that might um, be by the end of the summer. Yeah, yeah. So, yes. Yeah. Really hopefully yeah. Fall for sure. That's a, what it's looking like. Uh, so. How would you how would you describe Stone Soup? Um, yeah, so it's a group of people and organizations who you know wanted a space that was owned by the community um, where we could come together. And it's a it's a community center. So there's a lot of it's just the, the place you can go. You need a meeting space. You could probably meet there. You know, you want to hold a musical event, you could probably do it there. Um, and because it's uh, owned and collectively run, uh, it's pretty, you know, everyone has a say. And if people want to help out with the rebuilding, how can they do that? So we're going to be launching a capital campaign. So where we're at right now is... We have some money from the insurance settlement, uh, and then we're hoping to get a construction loan. We're finalizing that with the lender. Um, but that'll help us to just get going and not be held back by not having money. But we have, you know, we created a solid business plan and a fundraising plan, so we're going to need money. And, you know, some people might not have money, but if you have time to, you know, if you have a band and you want to help throw, uh, your band wants to play at a fundraiser or, you know, those kind of things or, you know, every dollar, we're going to, we're going to have a dollar campaign. So everyone can give a dollar. That's the idea. And then we're going to have work days to, um, people can actually get in the building and help us with some of the tasks that we don't need, you know, skilled labor for. And I think we're going to have one of those sometime at the end of March, so even before we officially start rebuilding. I always say in this show that I think it's a testament to the awesomeness of Stone Soup that even though Stone Soup has now been burned down for longer than it was an active space, there are still <laughs> dozens of people who are super psyched to get Stone Soup back together. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the thing is, you know, it was definitely, it's been a long kind of struggle to get to this point of rebuilding, but I think it really illustrated the need for it. There's so many times where I was like, I want to have this event. Oh, it would be so great if it, I could just do it at Stone Soup. And I think just, you know, the community that built up in that really short amount of time uh, has held together because I think everyone saw how awesome it was. You know, I might have to become a Stone Soup member because that would be a pretty sweet place to tape this show. It's true. All righty. Um, this a big thing in the city council this week, Tracy. Yes, the, the, the we are not actually talking about the city council, if I recall correctly, on 508 city council. We haven't talked. <laughs> what? Does this mean that they've had a breakthrough? That they've they've you were saying that they hadn't, but that they weren't relevant. Have they done something to make themselves relevant? They haven't done anything that was relevant. Oh, all right. But on the other hand, <laughs> so this week's I don't know if it's relevant or not. I mean, Connie Luke's this week 
stormed out of the city council meeting I heard it was in, in the middle of a vote saying, I'm not going to be part of this nonsense. It's shameful. This vote is shameful. You ought to take this vote back right now. We'll actually show people some footage of this. Councilor Germain, you held these. Uh, 18 B and C together. Um, yeah. Uh, move the question, please. You asking to move the question? That's a roll call. Roll call. Collectively, A, B, and Just a point of clarification. Does that mean that cuts off discussion? Yes. You're not so. going to do that. Come on. I mean, he came in under suspension of rules the last time. Talk about disrespecting your colleagues. This is outrageous. Should be go going to MO with the other item on uh, marriages that was on here. If you do this, this clearly indicates there is no leadership on this council, starting from the mayor to the chairman of MO. Uh, yes, I, I just ask that those comments be stricken. Uh, they are uh, out of order. Uh, it, the, no, it was move the question. Council, no, it's not subject to the debate. Okay. Thank you. Go. 18 B and C roll call. Um, yes. 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 Okay. Yes. So this is about yes. you. You know what this is about, right? Yeah. This is this is the ongoing question over whether or not the city clerk should be able to do weddings that he gets paid for during the state time. And the motion uh, roll call on 18B and C collectively. Just to move the question. This is the actual vote on the question. Correct. Roll call. Wait a minute. Point of, point of order. Aren't we entitled to speak to this? We just, he just, I think under the rules, if, and honestly, so they can correct me if I'm wrong, that uh, when you move a question, that means that it's, 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 there's no debate. Is that correct? That's correct. I'm not going to be part of this nonsense. Roll call. Yes. 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 Take it a step back. He yes. gets, he so you go in there and you say like, "Hey, I want to get married." Right. And they say, "Fine." And usually people also have like a ceremony. Yep. In addition to filling out some paperwork. Yeah, so the, I mean, there's I think there's is it three charges that you have to do all together? Like there is actually money that goes to the city because the city gives you the paperwork. Okay. Um, to actually like pull the papers, I forget. Then there's like, is there money that goes wait, to the you, state? Wait, do you wait to pull the papers? To yeah, so there's a charge to actually say I'm, we are going to get okay. married. Okay. I mean, even, even if you don't do anything else, there's there is money that goes to the city by virtue of you saying we're going to get married in okay. the city. Um. But then the, the money of, of you actually getting married, if you're getting married in City Hall, is not money that right now that goes to the city. It's money that goes to whoever is performing the ceremony. So, right. And so the idea is that the clerk or the assistant city clerk right. will do a little ceremony for you there in City Hall. Yes. Which happens, I think, like all the time. And I've heard also that not only 
while yes, he ha- certainly has the right to charge, and he does charge. I've also heard that there's lots of cases in which he actually waives the fee or lowers the fee. Right. Yeah. But anyway, the idea is like somehow there's this extra little, there's this extra perk of the job that's not really right. statutorily defined or something. Or or people find objectionable. It seems to be more of it because it's actually. I mean, it's true. It seems to be true. I think it's true statewide. I a lot of clerks are out there making money off of this. This actually made me rethink. I just I remember whenever you know uh, uh, same sex marriage became a thing in Massachusetts right? that the clerk was like, "We're going to try to have the first same sex yes, marriage he was pa- right on the front line here in the city of Worcester." Yep. I don't know if he won or he was just close to winning the competition for first same sex marriage in the mm-hmm. city of Worcester, but he I think he's you know he was like, "Our office is going to do it's going to make it happen," and now I'm thinking. You know what I'm saying? It's like I'll this is a city. This is a city where nobody's going to judge you, and in fact, the, the people are going to be pumped if you go in and do your paperwork. I have to there. say, I think David Rushford's actually a little more principled than that. I don't think. I don't know. <laughs> well, this is why it's money. a problem. This is why money. As always, this is why money, money in politics is, always is a, a problem. problem. Right. Yes. Because it raises the question. Love of money. There so, anyway, so the city. So this came up as a thing where the city council. Some of the people in the city council were like, "This is not okay. We can't. We can't mm-hmm. be having the city clerk be making some kind of money from." outside of being the city clerk, for being the city clerk. And then what happened? So then this week at the city council, something happened, involved parliamentary procedure, I know this. <laughs> yes. And now, and now I've completely blanked on what the, ter- what, what the actual word was that was used. So this was brought up. So it was, br- it was actually, it was even, but actually there's parliamentary procedure even before this week because it was brought up last week under suspension. So it wasn't part of the agenda. So the city council agenda came out two weeks ago Friday, which was the, here's, here's what we're going to talk about. Right. Nothing on there about the city clerk. Nothing on there about his thing. And then suddenly on Tuesday, it's like a gotcha. Well, exa- so then there's this article in the paper, and they're mm. like, oh, no, 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 this is our public posting. But it's not really a public posting unless it's actually the agenda. An it article in the, the paper city, before, before the, the city council meeting oh, that said, oh, by the way, we're going to talk about this. Oh, and then okay. it came up under suspension. Well, the, the open meeting law is actually really, really specific about what you can talk about under suspension. And we, on school committee, for example, get we are really, really careful that it has to actually be in a, like an emergency, something that can't be put off at all, unless it comes up under suspension. Now, we all know the city council does everything under suspension. Like, they, they put street repairs under suspension and streetlights under suspension. But then they, they took this major issue, and we're doing it under suspension without a public posting. So that was the first reason... Why Council Lewis got angry. And now City Council can actually hold things under personal privilege for a week. But instead, it actually sounds like it didn't get held under personal privilege. It got tabled. And holding it under personal privilege means that somebody's like, you brought this up, but we need to talk about this actually next week. Any city councilor can say this. Yes. Or just put it off for a week. Yes. This is a famous thing. This is a famous thing that, like, if you think something super important to your group is going to get discussed and all your group goes up there getting ready for the public discussion about this important thing in front of the city council, then the city council's like, ha, sucker, come back next come week. Come back next week, exactly. <laughs> Personal you get all those people to show up again. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Which, by the way, is like is unheard of in parliamentary procedure. It's like something that the Worcester City Council does. That honestly, like I go to like you know things about parliamentary procedure, and people are like they do what? These they just, just like one person can say, oh, by the way, forget it. We're going to talk about it next week. Generally, you need two thirds majority to hold something. But anyway, yes. Yeah, so this was tabled then for a week. Okay. So this time we all knew they were actually going to, or theoretically they could talk about it, but they could talk about it anytime because it's right. on the table, it's just sitting there in the agenda. Right. So what happened, though, was they didn't take it off the table. Basically, what 
Counselor Germain made took it off the table, but at the same time took it off the table in such a way that the only thing you could do was vote. He didn't take it. He didn't put it back on the regular agenda. He called for an immediate vote on it, uh-huh. and that's why Counselor Luke's got angry because it immediately cuts off discussion. There could be no speeches, objections, anything. I'm kind of amazed at this. I kind of, I kind of really don't understand anything about why this is, happens because so like. Like the Worcester City Council is super interested all the time in wasting time, right? I mean, really, like whatever comes up, you know, if somebody is like, if somebody is like, let's fill in a pothole, if there's the opportunity, everybody will stand up and give a 10 minute speech of like, let me tell you about potholes. My grandfather's first job in this country was filling in potholes. And I have always felt like filling in potholes is what it means to be an American. You know, like it'll happen any opportunity. Exactly. My grandfather created the first pothole in this city and he also filled it in later the same day. So I just wanna say, you know, whatever. It's all just blah blah blah. It's all just you know, it's a huge amount of grandstanding. So it's it's amazing to me that, that this would ever happen, that they would ever say like, Oh, we have to cut off debate on something. I mean, I know the city council is plenty happy to, like, keep the public from speaking about stuff. They sort of feel like, I, th- I feel like in the same way that the city manager sort of feels like the city council's this annoyance to be tolerated. <laughs> <laughs> to go do this thing on Tuesday. Oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> that the, he just has this amazing, like, just, he, I gotta say, he's just got so many skills, and that's one of them, is just sitting there and not just going, like, yes, the yes. whole time. The, just, like, yeah. But in the same way the that the city, face. in the same way that the city manager tolerates the city council i feel like the city council tolerates public comment <laughs> you know for the city council to cut off their meanwhile own... by the way y'all should come to school committee because we get really excited whenever anyone comes to our meetings barely anybody ever comes to our school committee meetings for comment i mean occasionally we'll have a whole bunch of people talk about one, like one particular thing but most of the time there's barely anybody in our meetings so we'll yes. be like yes absolutely you want to talk please no come tell us some more we'd love to give you three minutes there you go so so consider that an open invitation so anyways so then they have their vote and then they, and then, so this is it. So they were just like, we're just going to, we're not going to put Boom. it on the agenda. We're not going to have any discussion. And the, the, I think that it was Councilor Germain said to uh, uh, Worcester Magazine, he said, well, this is something, we've been talking about this kind of stuff for a long time. Like, again, like, you know, we've talked about the clerk before. Why don't we, have, it's, it's just an ongoing discussion. It's just so not understanding the whole, like, we're publicly posting that we're specifically talking about this issue so people can know <clears> about it ahead of yeah it's a tradition it's a tradition oh. we don't have to have you know we don't have to you know it's everybody knows about the city clerk right i just love that i mean obviously council Luke's <clears throat> went in there knowing she was going to lose the vote i mean you could you you could count the number of people who'd co-sponsored she knew but right. you get you as the minority you get the chance to still get up and make the argument that's supposed to be part of why we have democracy for goodness sakes the minority voice gets to be heard <sighs> So, yeah, it sounds like she was pretty angry. I actually I wasn't oh, watching the meeting. But. It's, she is. She is. And I have to, I mean, I have to say this, too. Like, I do not at all blame Councillor Lukes for, say, for saying I'm not going to be part of this nonsense, storming to the edge of the chamber, then turning around and saying, it's shameful. This vote is shameful. You ought to take this vote back right now. Honestly, like, I, I said this many times. Like, whatever frustration I have with the city council mm-hmm. or any public officials, I really respect the fact that they're willing to put in a ton of time into meetings that would drive me up the wall <laughs> in order to keep things running. Yep. And, like, I mean, this is an example of somebody who's temporarily not willing to sit there and deal with his nonsense. But nonetheless, like, I would be, you know, this is why I, don't, I would never be on, on the city council. Right? I would just, every meeting would just be doing this. Right? I mean, every <laughs> well, other I vote. That would make for life. 
No, they would just be, would never be reelected. They would just, the it would just be, you know, it just comes off as, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, she's been, Colleen Luce has been elected official in Worcester for how long? Like 30 years now? Oh, gosh. Since the 80s? Since the mid 80s? Since the 80s, yeah. She was on the school committee. She was committee. on the school committee first. Yeah. So, yeah, like, I, I say, I say you deserve to storm out of a meeting every five years. <laughs> you earned it. That's fine. <laughs> that's absolutely fine. And of course, it passed. Although, the thing that's funny is that, so she left. Palmieri voted no, because of course he was the one who was actually bringing this up all up to begin with about yes. the clerk, but it they weren't part of the negotiated, we're going to give him a raise part. Right. And then two counselors had to recuse oh, themselves because they say gave one. Did we even say what they're going to, what they decided? Yeah, I'm sorry. So they decided that they're going to, well, I don't think we did. <laughs> we get so excited about about parliamentary procedure, we talked to, we didn't talk about the actual item that they filed under suspension, which was that, that, they're, that he's no longer going to be able to do weddings during... Uh, the hours which in which he is functioning as a clerk that he is privately paid for, but he is still required to do weddings for the city. Mm. Um, and they then are giving him a $10,000 raise. $10, raise and a $7,000 raise for the assistant clerk, I think. Something like I think maybe less than that for the assistant clerk, but okay. something like that, yeah. So, yeah, so, so that was basically the idea was to try to take some of this business away from them, but give them some money yes. as a compensation um, for losing all that stuff. Um, yeah, anyway. I don't know. Like again, like Worcester Magazine did some good follow up, and I think that Luke's and yeah. Luke, Luke's and Paul Mary both were like, "This is not the end. <laughs> this is <laughs> not the end of this." <laughs> well, they they actually had a whole bunch of items that were filed that they were waiting for responses from administration on about this issue. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it is going to come back because at some point the administration is going to respond to all of those things that they had outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this this kind of ties into this, the sunshine we comment that our conversation that we were having last week in terms of. Um, you know, like all this doing stuff under suspension, or, or not having stuff on the, on the, uh, doing, moving things around under personal privilege, or not having uh, personal privilege. I guess is not necessarily a sunshine week issue, but I think that all. Well, of although this, it, well, it feeds into what you're saying in terms of public comment, it is that if that's going to happen, you would hope that somebody would let you know ahead of time, like, oh, well, don't bother to show up this week because so and so is going to hold it. Like, yeah. you, if you're a member of the public who's interested in a particular issue, you're under the impression that that's going to be discussed that week. If someone immediately moves to hold. It's over. Yeah. Well, anyway, there's just there's a, I think that there's some weird. Yeah, this is just a sort of a, a a good object lesson in the in the number of weird things that this that this city council can do parliamentary procedure wise mm. in order to keep themselves from commenting on an issue, um, and that maybe you know some of these things are things that the city council should reconsider. Or well, and you know that they had to have had a conversation, right? In order to get that many people to co-sponsor something. I mean, they would have they they I they didn't all get in a phone call together and and break the open meeting all that way. But somebody, right. you know, made some phone calls and yeah. had, and people had some. Ind- so presumably somebody had arguments one way or the other about this. It would have been nice to have heard them. I mean, I think that we should have had that conversation. Anyway, well, I there mean, you go. we meeting all of us, yes. you know, together. Absolutely. Well, Tracy, thanks for explaining to me a little bit of what's going on there, parliamentary <laughs> procedure wise. I, it's fascinating. I, it is. And it is kind of actually. I mean, it is kind of fascinating. Um, as long as you think of it as as a game that has rules. Well, you know, I am. I am often involved in many meetings that are run along consensus cons, yes. consensus uh, basis. And people who are familiar with like the Occupy movement may have been the biggest flowering of consensus decision making in this nation's history. People may know about that from from that. You know, consensus has its own set of rules, mm-hmm. which are 
really designed to prevent people from abusing the process. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, it's very easy for somebody to stand up and kind of bully their way through that. But if there's plenty of things to keep people from bullying their way through that, and that's why you have these things. And Robert's Rules of Order are the same way, right? Mm -hmm. It's like to prevent somebody from, like, abusing the process. It's like we're going to get it all out on the table. The chair is the servant of the assembly, I believe, is the way the Robert's Rules of Order puts it. There you go. Well, anyway, that's why people, that's why we, that's why we had these rules, and that's why it's important to follow these rules. If we, wanna, if we don't like this way of decision-making, we could pick another way of decision-making. But I feel like if you're going to use this way of decision-making, once you start, fo start following the rules, you're really you're, you're causing trouble. You're opening it up to a lot of abuse. There's bookstores in the, in the Union Station. Uh, book, there's bookshelves <laughs> in the Union Station. Um, there's no st store there. How could there be that? Book, there's bookstores in, book, there's bookshelves in Union Station. It's the give-and-take shelf. Our good friend Nicole Apostle has put in there. The friends at the library have put in there. You go in the Union Station, you're heading off, you're catching your train, you're catching your bus. You could take a book, you could give a book, you could take a magazine, you could give a magazine. That's Pretty awesome. good. I still haven't seen any photographs of this, but I've heard that this is a real thing. I've got a box of books in the back of my car heading there this week. Awesome. I might give yeah. them a... I have this Peter... I have Peter Drucker's book, uh, what is it, How to Be an Effective Executive? The Effective Executive? Seems like a good one for it's us. It's a good one. Yeah. People can see that. This, that Drucker stuff does not, does not get dated, in my opinion. Um, Matt Feinstein won an award. A bunch of... Uh, many pe deserving people won an award, but the only one who's a regular 508 panel is Matt Feinstein, so we'll mention him. He won this Telegram Gazette Vision Award at Mechanics Hall this week. It's very good. They also sort of did, did a little stone soup fundraiser as part of the as part of the whole thing there, which is just I don't think Matt put that together, but whoever did, that's vision, man. That's called leverage. <laughs> leverage. Exactly. We're gonna have a party and we're gonna raise money for Matt. And by the way, yes. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, we should probably say a shout out to Deb Carey too, who does good work. Good job. Good job to Deb Carey. Good yes. job to the other people. I don't have their name written down. All those guys did good work. Like I said, you know. You come on this show, you're gonna get thanked on this show. That's the way it works. There you go. That's right. Quid pro quo, people. Oh, brother. I don't know. What else is going on that's exciting? Oh, I know what's going on in Worcester. Boy, we're running out of time here. Um, in City Times this week, <coughs> Jack Hoffman, brother of Abby Hoffman. Now, the best article in the history of the In City Times, in my opinion, is this article that Jack wrote years ago. A long, incredibly long article, multiple pages of the In City Times, about how he had been selling counterfeit purses. Like actual purses, but you know they were like supposed to be Louis Vuitton, but they weren't. They just had this design on them, and he had been like arrested for this and convicted of this, and he felt this was not this was wrong, and he wrote this giant article about the whole thing. It was really really cool. Like I can imagine there being a shorter like my description of this. You're just like whatever. Just imagine if I talked about this for a 90 minute show, and it would start to oh achieve God. a certain grandeur <laughs> that would approach Jack Hoffman's article. This week Jack is talking about. How he was fired from a volunteer job for sexual harassment. And he, I think he sort of trivializes, I mean, he pretty consistently trivializes sexual harassment yeah. in here. But anyway, it's an interesting article. And it's just another one of these articles. Like, some people like Rosalie Terrell writing all about her personal life in here or whatever. I don't really care for it. But I like Jack, where Jack is just like, I'm going to tell you something that's going to make me look bad. And I'm just going to defend myself. And I'm not going to get angry about it. I'm not going to get upset about it. I'm not going to insult people. I'm not going to do any low blows. I'm just going to defend myself in a good-natured, friendly way. And that's a good... So this is a, this is an article worth checking out this week from Jack if you're following In City Times stuff. Uh, 
Anything anything exciting coming up this weekend that you can think of, Tracy? Uh, well, there's this ongoing bad right now about whether or not we're going to have school tomorrow, which is you know the first time we've managed to do that this winter. So that's you know yeah, it's been a long time coming in terms of the snow. There you go. Well, this is exciting. This the the, the the snow the snow that people are dealing with in Worcester is actually falling as we tape the show here this evening. Yes, which Worcester. I think is probably why you had sort of shifts and changes in terms of the makeup of the show this evening. We we pull it together. We do. Tracy, thanks for being on the show. Hey, it's good fun. I'm Michael Benedetti. Thank you for watching the show. If you have any comment, you can email us at pieandcoffee at gmail.com, and we will read those emails and take them under consideration. We hope you all stay warm and have a great week. Bye-bye, guys.